Today we talk to life coach Yumna Asin about finding your passion. Welcome to the Northern Lights Pulse podcast. Welcome to the Northern Lights Pulse podcast. Here at NL Pulse, our mission is to help teens and young adults understand themselves, others, and the world in which they live. We're your hosts, Peter and Rachel, and we're so glad you're joining us today. And today we are joined by Yuna Asin. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was, it was a pleasure talking to you a little bit a, a while back, and I'm really excited for this conversation we're about to have today, which we're going to be talking about sort of finding your passion and what that looks like and feels like and how you can use that to propel yourself forward. So before we get started into that conversation, Yumna, I'd like you to just kind of talk a little bit about yourself, where you're from, where you came from, and sort of what you do now. Yeah, sure. So yeah, my name is Yumna Asin. A lot of people refer to me as Yumi. That's my nickname. Um, I'm originally from South Africa, and I just moved back to the United States last year. I'm 29 years old. I felt like 18 was just yesterday. Can't believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I'm a success coach and a motivational speaker, which I never, ever thought I would ever be in my life because a lot of people don't believe me when I say this. But when I was like um, a a preteen and in the teenage years, I think it was like 13, 14, 15 years old. I was extremely shy. It was so bad that I couldn't even pick up the phone to order pizza. Like that's how bad it was. (laughs) And I was like, oh my goodness, like something has got to change. And I always refer to that journey because that's where it started for me to get to where I am today is those teenage years. But I realized that something had to change. I knew that I had big dreams. I wanted to become successful, but I knew that my lack of confidence was holding me back. And so I decided to take a debating class and um, the whole class was just debating. There were no tests of theory, nothing, no written. And so I sucked so bad in the beginning, but I eventually got really good at it. And I was so honored that my school had chosen me to represent them um, in England which I never thought was ever possible. And I eventually went to go and win um, highly commendable delegate when I was in my senior year. So it's all possible. It really is. And yeah, I used to be in sales. I used to be in direct selling, you know, different energy drinks in my early 20s. And that's where I discovered that I had a passion for helping people and for motivational speaking. And I went through a really, really... um, a few years, a really hot time in my life where I was really depressed. And I didn't know like, what is it that I wanted to do? I was struggling to find my passion so bad that it was freaking me out. And so I realized, oh my goodness, like I need to find it. I just decided to use blogging as an outlet. Like I started blogging about everything and anything inspirational that I could just give back. And um, people started taking notice. And I decided decided to level up, um, do a professional coaching course. And here I am as a life, a business coach. Um, Yeah, helping. I I love helping people find their passion. Wonderful. Yeah, that kind of leads 
that kind of answers, but also leads into my first question that I have for you is, um, you kind of answered this already, but what is your passion? And if you could go into a little bit more detail about that, um, when did you find it and how did you know you found it? Yeah. So um, it's it's a funny story. Like I think I first think about when I was in school and a lot of people used to ask me for help with their homework and they didn't understand like different concepts. And my English teacher used to notice me like helping people. I was very patient with them. I, you know, and I was very understanding. And he he brought me aside and he's like, Yumna, I really think that you should be a teacher. I was like, really? A teacher? <laughs> He's like, yes, I can see you. You're so good with people and you love helping people. I can see that shine through you. And um, I knew when I was 15 years old, I wanted to, I, I knew that I wanted to help people, but I also wanted to make a passive income where I could be sleeping and I could make an income because mm -hmm. I looked at Bill Gates when I was 15 and I was like, how is it possible that this guy is sleeping, but yet still making an income? <laughs> right. So I wanted to know how to do that. So I knew that um, I loved business because my, my mom is like an executive of a very large international company. And I just watched her, how she, um, you know, conducted herself. And I decided to go into human resources and study that in college. But I realized that I didn't really have a passion for corporate. That's when I got introduced to by a friend of mine. I was actually 19 years old at the time. Um, he said, you know what, Yumna, I really would love for you to do um, this, this sales company with me where we're going to be selling a variety of healthy energy drinks. So basically, network marketing is like you, you have like your own mini business and you're a sales ambassador. And so I decided to go along that route. I was so bad at sales. Oh my gosh, so bad. <laughs> I was so nervous every time I had to pitch a sales pitch to someone. And as I got better at it, I eventually became the highest um, um, highest ranked female sales ambassador in South Africa, which I never thought was possible uh, personally for me. And that's where I started training people on self-development. And that's where I was like, oh my gosh, I love personal development. I love seeing that I got so much satisfaction out of seeing people, um, you know, discover themselves through just plain self-development training and motivation. And that I think is where it all started for me. I was like, I think this is what I think I should be doing. And where I ultimately found that I have an entrepreneurial streak within me. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, I wrote down this question as one of the first questions that I wrote down. And I don't know if it's going to be easy or hard for you to answer, but it's, it's kind of a general question. And it's, what is the big deal with finding your passion anyway? Oh, why, wow. Why, why do you think it's important? And before we go any further, I should probably caveat some of this by saying that if you're in your teens, your 20s, your 30s, even older, and you haven't found your passion yet, that's okay. Um, it, sometimes it takes a while, if at all. But we're just talking about sort of how you can use your passion to propel you through this world. 
So I kind of wanted to go back. Yeah. What is the big deal with finding your passion anyway? Why, why do you think it's so important for people? Like you said earlier that you were in, you were in your younger years and you were getting frustrated by the fact that you haven't found your passion yet. Why is it so important for some people? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I completely feel you. And you know what? I always like to look at things from two sides. Um, And I actually wrote an article, which we could even do another podcast about is the, the, about toxic positivity Mm. and when does positive thinking become harmful because there's so much, and I was, I got influenced by this was there, there is so much pressure out there for you to be a certain way for you to take up a certain career that fits the status quo. Right. Right. And there are people out there that don't fit that box. I was one of them. And I was like, but I don't want to do what everyone else is doing, but I feel like I need outside affirmation. And because of that, I should be following a conventional path. And I want to assure you that it's fine for you, just like you said, to find your passion way on. And I even have like some examples, um, full examples of like successful people right now that only found their passion later on in life. One of them is the guy, Colonel Saunders, KFC. He only founded KFC when he was 60 years old or 65 uh, around that time. J.K. Rowling, the author of Harry Potter, she it, it took till 32, 32 years old for J.K. Rowling to be published for Harry Potter after being rejected by 12 publishers. Ortega, who launched Zara, the retail store, he was 39 when he found it. Um, Virgin, you know, like uh, Richard Branson, who founded Virgin, it, he only founded it when he was 34. So I think like, you know, when social media like is now really booming compared to like when I was back in school about um, 11 years ago. So now with um, the people who are probably listening and listening to this are Generation Z off to the millennials. And there's so much pressure out there. If you when you look at social media, the one thing that holds you back is that comparison. You're looking at everyone's highlight reel of, oh my gosh, I should be there. How come I'm not there yet? But everyone has their own time zones of when things will happen in their life and that time will come for you. And right now might not be the time. Two years time might not be the time, but have trust and trust the process and the journey that it will happen for you. Wonderful. Yeah, that reminds me of the saying by Theodore Roosevelt, um, that comparison is the thief of joy. And when we so compare to our, compare ourselves to our peers or to other people that we haven't even met before, that it can steal away from the, uh, from some of the joy that you might be feeling because you're taking away from the aspect of yourself that can develop your own individuality. Right. You know, um, Rachel, I'm sorry. I've been stealing all the, all the time. Did you have any questions that you no, wanted that's, to ask? <laughs> that's all right. Yeah. I was just, after what you had just said, I just had a question. Um, so yeah, I think you have hit on a really great point. Both of you normalizing, figuring out what your passion is later in life. Like there's so much pressure for an 18 year old student or even younger to figure out, um, what it is that they want to do for the rest of their life. So I'm just wondering, um, you know, if there's any exercises or how you encourage, especially young people to not only one balance that pressure, but kind of 
go towards in a direction into figuring out what that passion is. Yeah. Thank you so much for that question. And I think it's something, it's lovely to give, you know, those practical tips on what it is that you need to do. And something that my mom had given uh, a piece of advice my mom had given to both my sister and I was in order to find your passion, like don't rush it. And she was like, never chase the money because the more you chase the money, the further away it gets. And I was like, okay. And she's like, and also remember, think of finding your passion as throwing spaghetti at the wall. I was like, what do you mean by that? And she was like, well, try everything. Try everything. You're young. You have so many years ahead of you. It doesn't matter when you're going to find it. Like she only found hers later on in life, like I think in her 30s, you know. And um, she said, you know, throw – Imagine as an analogy, spaghetti, this is you trying different things in life. And so you're throwing spaghetti at the wall and then you're trying to see what sticks. And eventually you will find what sticks. You'll notice that there are patterns that are that are happening. And if you if you really are attuned to it and keep track of it, you'll find it out. And you know what else would work is what I've tried to do is notice what people, what your close friends and family say about you in terms of what you're good at. They're like, oh my gosh, like, Yimna, you're really good with people. I love how you impact people in so many ways. And that kept on coming up. And it's like, like epiphany. Oh my gosh, I think this could be something I could be really good at. Naturally, I love doing it and people see that. So that's something I I would recommend. Um, I hope that helps. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's also important to look for the cues internally as well. Yeah. You know, um, if you when you find that thing, like I, I came to the realization that my passion is working with people and helping people as well, but in a completely different way. Um, I was in my first year of college at North Dakota State University, and I was doing criminal justice at the time. And I decided to work my first summer at a summer camp, a youth summer camp. And that completely changed my entire outlook on the life and the life that I was about to have by just that one summer working with kids. Ever since then, my life has been about working with kids. But I think one of the things that you need to do is look internally. And if you find that thing that makes you so happy that it's hard to sleep at night, and it doesn't feel like work anymore when you're doing it. Right. I think that's a good sign that you've kind of found your your passion. What do you think? Oh, yes. Um, Peter, that is so brilliant what you said that it all. And that's one of the things that I always lead with when I speak with people when it comes to finding your passion is it all just starts with you and your internal um, values and stuff and whether it aligns to your goals. But the thing I always love to speak about is finding your why. And there's a book, actually, what I would recommend to the listeners that are listening today. It's called, it's actually up here. I think it's called Start With Why by Simon Sinek. Mm -hmm. And he's about like how important it is to get down to the very core of what drives you. And it it comes more from just surface level of what not only works for you, but what are you doing to serve other people out there? 
you know, what, what is that purpose? What is that? Why? And a mentor told me that, you know, ask, ask yourself why at least three times over. So like, for example, you, you know, uh, you could say, okay, so um, why do you do what you do every single day, Yimna? Um, well, because I, I love how it makes other people feel. And then ask that question again. Well, why is it that you love the, the whole thing of how it makes other people feel? And then you will get deeper and deeper and deeper and arrive at the deep, the deeper why. And then you'll find out, oh my gosh, so this is actually what it is. And my mentor said that your why should make you cry. So feel it so deep down in your soul that this is what my calling is meant to be. Wow. Your why should make you cry. That Put that on a bumper sticker or a t-shirt. Yeah. Or something, you know? <laughs> That's <laughs> um, so true. Let's see. Oh, this is a question that I had brought up last time we talked that I might ask you. Sure. Um, but, and it's one of my favorite questions and it's kind of, one of the questions that we use an awful lot in our talking on, on this podcast. Well, we've used it a couple of times. I hope to use it a whole lot. Um, what advice would you give your 16 year old self or what would you tell your 16 year old self about anything really, but fo maybe focused more towards on finding your passion? Cause you said you didn't find yours right away. Yeah. What advice would you give yourself? You can stay within this realm. You can go outside of this world and, and talk about any other advice you might give yourself as well. But just, you know, because yeah. you've had some time now, you're 29 years old, you've had some time to think about life a little bit. What would you tell right. your younger self? Well, I would tell my younger self, well, the first thing I remember when we were all teenagers, we really wanted to grow up. We wanted to grow up so fast and be adults like immediately. And then when now, like we're realizing, oh man, I really miss those days of the teenage life where we didn't have no responsibilities. So I, I would, I would tell my 16 year old self, like, enjoy that moment that you have right now. You will never be a kid after this again, <laughs> right. but you can still channel the inner kid within you though. It's still there. But I would say, you know what? Um, 16 year old Yimna life is unpredictable. That's the given life is going to be so unpredictable. And what, you know, we all think that sometimes life and your career is linear, that it's a straight road, it's a straight ladder, but it's actually not so it's actually a jungle gym. And Sandra, I, 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 what's her name? Sandra something. She's the COO of Facebook. And she said that your life and your career is a jungle gym. So you might have to go down different paths in order to find out what it is that you like. And that's okay. And you might feel like, oh, is this the right one? Just experiment, find out what it is, you know, because the one thing you do not want to have when you're older, and it's one of the number one regrets of the dying is, you know, I regret not exploring these other passions and I regret not staying true to who I was and doing what I want to do, not what Sally or John wants to do, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I would say the, the last piece of advice I would say is 
you know, remember to adore your detours. I learned this from a life coach, adore your detours. Because if you think about it, when you're on the highway going somewhere, you know, it's all the same and stuff. But did you ever notice that when you decide to take the scenic route, which takes longer, you discover things that you never thought were there. Like you might even discover a unicorn. I mean, who knows what you might discover out there, right? (laughs) And just remember, this has been like a motto that I got from that life coach is everything is figure outable. So even though it looks like there's no sight, no hope in mind, you, there is a way. There is definitely a way. Every everything is figure outable. Yeah, that's wonderful. I like that that word. Everything is figure outable. Hey, Rachel. Yeah. Um. So it, we've been talking about our passions. I kind of mentioned mine. Yumna, Yumna mentioned hers. Have you found your passion yet? Yeah, I kind of. I mean, I'm listening to Yumna and kind of fangirling a little bit because I feel like I'm in a very similar ballpark in terms of helping people. And I knew from an early age um, that I wanted to help people and assist people. Um, I, since graduating college, I've always worked in nonprofit organizations to this day. And I found that my passion is not just working for nonprofit organizations and helping people, but doing it in a way um, that most people don't (laughs) would be kind of afraid of. And that's fundraising and raising money and soliciting people um, for for dollars to go towards charitable programs. And that's just something that has always just clicked for me. And it's exactly what you've you've been saying this whole time. I never, ever would have known that that could be something that was a reality for me. I never would have known if that that was something that I was passionate about if I hadn't just tried it and had the opportunity to try it. So yeah, I just have been loving everything you've been saying um, about just kind of going for it and the cold spaghetti thing too, you know, (laughs) it's a, yeah, it's great. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that, Rachel. And I mean, everything just ties in together, right? With Mm -hmm. what you're doing. And it's Mm -hmm. amazing. Just like you said, you never know, like just by doing something and putting yourself in sometimes uncomfortable situations, like where you feel like, oh my gosh, it's outside my comfort zone. You might just even find your passion there. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you earlier had mentioned that you were, when you were a teenager, you were so shy to the point of not even wanting to talk to people on the phone. How would you, what do you have to say to um, even people I know my age in my late twenties, people are still really hesitant. I don't know if it's just like a millennial thing or what, but like really hesitant to call people on the phone and are kind of shy generally. How did you overcome that? What helped you um, to kind of put yourself out there and seek that confidence? Yeah. So I would say, I, I, you know, I would say like, first of all, there was that, that model United Nations class that I took, um, and when I was like 16 years old or 15, where you had to debate and represent a country and you had to adopt that, that mindset of that country. For example, I had to represent Singapore, right? And you can't put your, your viewpoints in that. You have to represent it like it's from your, like your Singapore. <laughs> So that's where I learned how to first do public speaking. And I think there were two things that happened in my 20s um, that I did in order to develop my, my public speaking skills. And one of them was I just dived into sales. I had no idea how to do it, but I, I was willing 
to fail forward. So I was willing because I I knew that there was no such thing as failing. I knew that you either win or you learn, right? Right. So I knew that. Oh my gosh, you know, I'm gonna get better at it. It it doesn't matter if I like uh, stumble along the way, right? But my mentor used to come along with me and I used to listen to the way he was doing things and connecting with people in terms of sales and on uh, for influence. And the other thing is, um, you know, if you're listening to, to this to, today, there's something called Toastmasters and Rachel, you know, I would I would recommend that you could even have a look at it too. It's a nonprofit organization. It's an international organization. They have clubs all over the globe and their whole mission is to help you develop your public speaking and your leadership skills. And even at the moment, I'm mentoring someone that's um, now she's like 59 years old. She's way older than me, but I'm, I'm teaching her how to be a better public speaker. And people, I've seen people grow from stuttering and they're much older than me. They, they were stuttering in the Toastmasters thing in front of the room, but they kept on going and you just see the transformation. And I was like, wow, that's brilliant. Just by putting themselves in that uncomfortable situation, but they knew that was vital for their growth. And it was so beautiful to see that transformation. That's wonderful. I uh, I was actually just last night, I was watching, I went down the rabbit hole of watching American Idol videos on YouTube, you know, up until two o'clock yes. in the morning watching that <laughs> stuff. And um, one of the contestants that was on there, she was visibly very nervous about even auditioning. And she did just, she did fine. You could tell she was nervous, but then Lionel Richie um, talked to her and said that, um, something to the effect of, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, that growth is growth happens outside of your comfort zone. Right. You know, you can right. stay inside your comfort zone all you want, but if you stay in there, you're not going to grow and develop. And then if you stay in your comfort zone and you haven't found your passion yet, you might never find your passion. So to take that leap and do something that you wouldn't normally do, that's that's where your passion might lie. Um, right. You know. So yeah. I, I just thought that was really funny. He has a lot of a lot of words of wisdom on that show. He and yes, that was one of them. So it's kind of funny that what I was watching last night in the wee hours of the morning kind of ties back into this a little bit. Um, yeah, he has wonderful words of wisdom. I was watching it the other day and I, I just love what he says. Like, I mean, that guy could be like um, a life coach even. Like <laughs> he's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. But yes, the magic does happen out of, outside of your comfort zone. And I think it goes back to what we were talking about before too, where the motivation to to make that leap needs to ultimately come internally. So do you have any advice for our teens and young adults about they, they're thinking that they want to make that jump, but they're too scared to do it? What do you do? Yes. Oh my gosh. Great, great question. And I think a lot of people, you know, uh, need to hear this. And one of the things that holds you back, and I'm this person, I'm, I've always been a perfectionist, but I've learned to let go. And there's actually a relationship between procrastination and um, procrastination and perfectionism, right? Mm -hmm. So what happens is the fact that, you know, if, 
if you're very um, worried about what other people are going to say and you, and you want everything to be perfect before you take action, it's never going to happen. And I can guarantee you that the moment you don't have to take drastic action, like jump in the deep end, everyone is different. You can take little baby steps. And just by you accomplishing something little every day compounded over time, it actually gives you the motivation to keep going because you know, oh, I accomplished this today, right? As simple as making your bed in the morning. Boom, you've done um, one accomplishment, one achievement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it kind of goes back to what you said earlier that there's not really failure. There's either success or um, learning. And sometimes you just got to jump. And if you're going to land flat on your face, you're going to land flat on your face, but you're also going to learn from it too. Exactly. And remember that action fuels motivation. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's the difference between intention, be, um, good intentions and living intentionally. Um, right. action. That's brilliant. That's so brilliant what you said. Just do it like Nike says. Like like Nike says, they they were on <laughs> something there when they came up with that slogan. Absolutely. Right. Um that that seems like a pretty good place for us to start wrapping this up. Um unless Rachel, did you have any other questions or any other directions that you'd like to go? No, this has been great. Yeah, absolutely. This has been a really good one. So one of the things we like to do a couple of different things at the end of a podcast. The first one is if there are things that you're working on that you would like to promote, now is your time, now is your platform to promote those things to our listeners. So I don't know if you had anything that you're working on or would want like to promote at this point, but. Right. So um, the first thing is um, I've actually published a free ebook last year and I named it 11 Bulletproof Ways to Create Invincible Success. And it covers a lot of these things that we've spoken about today um, on this podcast. And you can follow me. I'm all over social media. You can follow me on Instagram at Yumi Universe. So Y-U-M-I Universe on Instagram, on Facebook. It's, oh yes, it's Yumi. Y-U-M-I. I know it's weird, but a friend gave me the name for this, this business of mine. <laughs> so you can, you can have so much fun with it. And yeah, so that's me on Instagram. My website is www.oyesitsyumi.com. And yeah, you can also catch me on Clubhouse. I'm going to be starting my own house where we're going to actually be helping people find guidance in life, specifically creating that safe space for people to have a voice and for them to seek guidance and clarity. And we'll be speaking about things in society that might need awareness to promote that. Wonderful. So yeah, if you're interested in, uh, in following me on Instagram, message me, ask me anything. Um, yeah, I'm all here. That's great. Um, so yeah, and we, I've already put up a link to your website on our website as well on our podcast nice. page. So, um, Thank you. yeah, no problem. Um, and then the, to, to, to finish us off for the day, we like to leave our listeners with a thought of the day. And this can be a quote or something, a song recommendation, any sort of thing to leave our listeners with that kind of encapsulates the conversation that we just talked about. Or it can be, like I said before, it can be about 
anything that you think is important for our listeners to hear? I know I'm putting you on the spot a little bit here, but do you have a thought of the day for our listeners on, on this topic or on any, any topic? Yes. Oh my gosh. So I'm like a fan of quotes and my one friend told me I'm like a quote jukebox. (laughs) (laughs) So I love quotes. And there's this one quote that my mentor taught me like when I was in my early twenties and he said, I I don't know who's it by actually, but he said, success is not something that you chase. It's something that you attract by the person you become. I thought that was so significant because we're always trying to figure out, oh, what is it that I need to do? But you need to figure out who is it that I want to become? Because once you figure out who is it that you want to become, what you're meant to do will come to you. You will attract that automatically. Wow, that's those are wonderful that's a wonderful quote. I'll have to look that up and post that yeah. also on, on website and social media too. That's fantastic. Well, thank with the, yeah, no problem with that. Thank you so much for being on our podcast today. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. It was such an honor. Absolutely had so much fun. What a wonderful conversation. Thank you. Absolutely. And with that, my name is Peter. And I'm Rachel. And we will see you next time. 